Pure Wow presents Stream On, your weekly download of TV and streaming news and reviews. And now, your hosts, Phil Mutz, Pure Wow's VP of News and Entertainment, and Rachel Golmi, Pure Wow's Managing Editor of Branded Content. Well, hello, Rachel. Hi, Phil. Oh, my goodness. Before we dive in, I know I do this every week where I'm like, surprise, I want to talk about a thing. But I, I do kind of want to revisit. I had a little bit of homework last week uh, yes. that I gave myself, which was I need to finish Elite Season 1, uh, even though there's five seasons, which feels daunting. Uh, so I finished it, and I found out who the killer is at the end of Season 1. What did you think? I'm obviously not going to spoil it here, but it's so good. Oh, it's yeah, so good. It was. Were you surprised at who it was? I was surprised. And uh, what I like about that is I'm never surprised like I, mm. I hate, I hate that I now watch have watched so many murder mysteries where I go, uh, <laughs> you could figure the, it out. The green scarf, that's it. That's the clue yeah. that li- you know. And then you're, you know, because you're otherwise, why would there be a green scarf if they weren't, if that wasn't related to the killing? You know, so like so many things where you like you start to figure it out. So I love when there's actually a surprise killer. Uh, although it's also satisfying when you figured it out because you're like, I'm so smart. I'm <laughs> yeah. so good at I mysteries. beat, I beat the writing crew. You're gonna have to watch season two now. Oh, to yeah. like go and, you know, go further. But oh, I'm happy I'm that you were right surprised. In. Yeah. Elite on Netflix, you guys. And also what I really liked about the uh, the finale was that it it's going to, again, without spoilers, bleed into season two without. Yeah. Like, it, it, it wasn't like a clean cut. Like we're done now. This clearly is going to carry and spill over into season two, which I'm happy about, which means I just yeah. want to keep watching. OK, then we're going to have to discuss season two when you finish that. Obviously, one. obviously. Well, that can't be my homework for this week because okay. that's too much. It's too much. <laughs> There's too much new stuff to watch. <laughs> so we do have a lot to get to today, Rachel. Uh, we have the return of Mike Myers, the Austin Powers one, not the Halloween killer one. A comedy made by moms for moms. Jessica Beale rocking a perm and an axe. And the hashtag oddly satisfying hobby I might take up. Oh, I want to know about that. <laughs> but whatever. We got time. We got all the time in the world. Let's dive headfirst into the news. This just in. This week's streaming news. After years of publicly stating that Netflix will never, ever have commercials, the streaming giant is going back on their word. According to a recent not-so-secret internal note to Netflix employees, the lower-tier ad-supported plan is coming much earlier than originally intended and will soon be followed by a password-sharing crackdown. Elizabeth Olsen comes to the defense of Marvel movies. She told The Independent, quote, I'm not saying we're making indie art films, but I just think dismissing Marvel films takes away from our crew, which bugs me. You tell them, Wanda. Back to Pandora we go. The trailer for James Cameron's Avatar sequel, titled Avatar The Way of Water, dropped earlier this week, and yes, it's just as pretty as you remember it. We don't know the exact plot, but from what we gather, it's another story of the Na'vi defending their home from invaders. Oh, and Kate Winslet is in it. Westworld, Never Have I Ever, and Virgin River all just got brand new premiere dates. Season four of Westworld, the show where I have no idea what's going on, hits HBO Max June 26th. Season three of Never Have I Ever, a game I played in college, hits Netflix August 12th. And season four of Virgin River, my nickname in college, hits Netflix (laughs) July 20th. Okay, we have to talk about some of these news stories because uh, these are some big things. Okay, first of all, Avatar. Okay, so there's a new Avatar it's been like a bajillion years since the first one. 
do we need a new avatar? I don't know. I, I don't know how I feel about it. I mean, did you like the first avatar? I did, but I don't even remember it because it was so long ago. It what are we so talking long about? Ago. How is this? How is what year is this that we're still talking about Avatar? <laughs> did he start I making know. it right away? Does it take that long to make an avatar? I don't know. Well, I, I think the first one took a really long time for him to make, but I I I don't know if I'm going to go see it. It's in the movie theater. And I feel like now I'm like, oh, all these movie theaters are just getting the exclusive <laughs> rights to the, you know, the premiere of them. And I'm like, I just want to sit on my couch. Well, we got spoiled but, with the, I mean, we got spoiled with the pandemic, but we got spoiled yeah. with streaming content during the pandemic. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Also, like the title of alone makes me so disinterested. Avatar, the way of water. Just <laughs> the title alone makes me go, oh, this is going to be so boring. I don't want to see this. And it's I so like pretty, though. It's pretty, but didn't we see the prettiness the first time? We did. Decades but... ago or whatever. I don't even know. You're freaking back to Pandora. <laughs> Forget it. Uh, I also wanted to briefly talk about Elizabeth Olsen. Uh, obviously, she came to the defense of Marvel movies, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Uh, I'm glad you're defending the crew. That all makes sense. But I, So I went to see the Doctor Strange movie in the movie theaters, but it, it obviously <laughs> will be on streaming at Disney+, Plus, so you can watch it then eventually. But uh, I went to see it, and the weirdest thing happened about... 45 minutes into the film, which she stars in, uh, the fire alarm went off. Oh. So in the middle of this Marvel movie, I had to leave. And it was like cut off. And, you know, you get like a voucher or whatever. It was a nightmare. I mean, a fire would have been more of a nightmare, obviously. But uh, it was a nightmare to have hundreds <laughs> of people have to exit a theater yeah. and wait for a voucher. But uh, I don't know that I was enjoying it enough in the first 45 minutes that I'm going to mm. go use the voucher for that movie. You know what I mean? Okay. Like, yeah. like, do I really want to sit through the first 45 minutes again? Like that, I don't know. Mm. Has that ever happened to you before? No. Well, what, a fire alarm going off? Well, having to like leave a movie mid in the middle of a movie theater. Oh, actually, can I tell you a funny story? Yes, please do. <laughs> so I um, was seeing a movie, me and my husband, you know, back pre-pandemic, every New Year's Eve, we would go see a movie and go out to dinner because like, I just don't like going out to clubs and, and stuff. <laughs> I mean, the fact that you call it clubs means you should definitely <laughs> be going bars to clubs. And whatever. <laughs> clubs. And um, we, oh my God, what were you we watching? Oh, Wolf of Wall Street, I think. Mm -hmm. And I made it to basically like I had three quarters through and I was just like, oh my gosh, I really don't feel well. I really don't feel well. I got like a stomach bug and I sprinted out and I projectile vomited like the girl from The Exorcist into the garbage <laughs> like, oh my god it was yeah so like i guess i had to leave the movie but it wasn't only 45 minutes in i was so close to the end so did Ugh. you ever finish it do you know how wolf of wall street ends i did like when i when it came out you know however that used to work <laughs> when it came out from the movies and went on to tv and whatever i don't even know if i like rented it like i don't even know it was what a funny thing that we it's been Ugh. it's been such a long two years of a pandemic that we don't remember how tv worked yeah like how we saw movies before everything was just on streaming okay Ugh. well speaking of streaming obviously we have a ton of shows that we watched this week yes. which ones did we like the hits of the week. You go first. You go first. Okay, I'm going to dive right in. I'm, okay. I want to talk about Candy on Hulu. So okay. Candy is a true crime show starring Jessica Biel, a.k.a. the lady from Seventh Heaven, Mary Camden. <laughs> uh, and so it's a true crime story, which obviously you know I love a murder mystery. And Biel, she plays Candy Montgomery, and she's a Texas housewife back in the 80s. And she brutally murders her best friend or a friend, Betty Gore, who's played by Melanie Linsky, who you would probably recognize from Yellow Jackets, which mm -hmm. she played adult Shauna. So she's kind of all in it and everything right now. And she plays the friend who gets murdered. And I really like the show. 
and Hulu's doing this interesting thing where they, uh, it's only five episodes. It's a limited series, but they dropped a new episode daily, which I, I, love that. I, I thought it was so cool so that you could binge it. Like they're all out now. So now you can just binge them all. But it was interesting the way they released it. It's not like Netflix where sometimes, obviously they drop a lot of shows all at once, but like things like The Circle, they drop a couple episodes and then you have to wait a week and they drop a couple yeah. more episodes. So they experiment with that. And HBO still sticks with their like one a week uh, kind of formula, but it was it's it's an interesting like one a day episode thing, which I couldn't even keep up to watch one a day. But if you like something enough, you could binge it in five days. Anyway, the show's great, uh, and I love like I said, I love a murder mystery, and it it's different because unlike the thing about Pam, she's really transformed into this character, but they don't use prosthetics or anything like that. And also, unlike the thing about Pam. I'm not going to Google what happens to the real life person before I finish it because I'm only a couple episodes in. Obviously, I, I just want to uh, get to the end without spoilers from the real world. It's so funny that you say that because I I didn't Google what happened in the thing about Pam and you did, but I did Google what happened in this and you didn't. Oh, you so did. We're opposite. Okay, yeah, so I you did. know you know actually what happens. I watched the first episode of this, and I'm not going to put it on my hit or my miss on TVD on how I feel about it, but. Like, it was entertaining, but I also thought it was a little boring. It was missing something. But I liked the thing about Pam. I thought it was a little bit more fun to watch. Like, I liked the narrator behind it. And it was a little bit funny. I put that in quotes. Because no, totally. But it's that not was a, a it was story, a much quirkier style. The yeah. Thing yeah. The candy is just very... The colors are so muted. I do love her hair, though. Her oh, perm. the 80s I mean, like, perm. She looks so amazing, good. even with that hairstyle, you yeah. know? Ugh, she can do no wrong. Which is interesting, too, because we talked about this previously about true crime shows where, you know, we don't want to glamorize or humanize these bad, bad people. Yeah. But again, we have another beautiful person playing yeah. a, like, bad person. Um, but I, I do really like the show. And I, I know what you were saying about it, it's different in tone than the thing about Pam. It is very... It, it, it's a slow burn, and yeah. I, I think what I like about it is it feels more like I'm getting some solid acting, and she's very mm-hmm. good. I, you know, I think we're really seeing, like, the inner workings of somebody who just did this thing, even though we don't get to see it, at least in episode one, yeah. which is kind of, I, I don't know, fun. I like that it's a, it's a slower burn. And a couple fun facts about Candy. So in episode mm. four, her real-life husband, not Candy's, uh, Jessica Biel's Justin Timberlake, shows up. He's in it oh. as a cop, and he's sporting this amazing 80s mustache. So if nothing <laughs> Wait, else, I love you, ha- that. you have to stick with it, or at least skip to episode four and watch yeah. <laughs> for Justin Timberlake alone. <laughs> oh um, and then also, speaking of Elizabeth Olsen in the Marvel movies, she's also going to be playing Candy Montgomery in a separate series about this murder. On HBO. I read that. It's just so interesting, I think, that... Once these shows come out, well, it didn't happen with the thing about Pam, but like the staircase, like they made a documentary about it. Now it's an HBO show. And like, mm-hmm. why all of a sudden is this Candy's story and Betty Gore story like becoming like 500 shows? Yeah. You know? It's it just so interesting how they pick up on time. it. Yeah. Yeah. It's got to be that some intern was tasked with like at every <laughs> at every network was just tasked with going through all of these old cases and all probably old datelines and just being like, <laughs> which ones can we milk? Who can we pitch? Like, which famous people can we pitch this to? Uh <laughs> We obviously have Elizabeth Holmes, which is also going to be played by Jennifer Lawrence coming up, which was already just played by Amanda Seyfried in The Dropout. So, you know, there's a lot of this this repeating. It's interesting. Yeah, it is. I, w- I would love that intern job, though, of having to go through so many <laughs> different true crime stories. If my job were to just watch Datelines, old Datelines, and be like, 
we got a good one here. <laughs> call, call Jessica Biel. <laughs> yeah. oh my that's, that's a great job. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think job. it might exist. I don't know. Uh, in another oh, lifetime. Man. What was your hit of the week? My first one is Working Moms on Netflix. Mm. It, the sixth season just dropped this week, and it is so funny. I have a six-month-old, so I am a new mom, and it is just hilarious because it's so realistic. Working Moms is created and written by Katherine Reitman, who is the daughter of Ivan Reitman. He's a comedy director and producer who did Ghostbusters and a whole other bunch of things. She's also from Always Sunny in Philadelphia. She plays Maureen Ponderosa with the nasty tooth, <laughs> if you've watched. But, um, and it's just about this group of moms who are all very different. They meet at like a mommy and me class and everyone is so judgmental. But they become friends and it's just kind of like their life then about like balancing like kids and work and literally everything. It's just so good. It's so funny. It's so relatable. And even like just me having a six month old, I'm like, wow, like I dang, like I'm in this group. I'm in this group now. It's just it's really, really good. And the episodes are like 20 minutes, so you can fly through it. But I I like it. Yeah, and I really love the tone of the show. It's really, it's interesting yes. because I, I obviously, I am not obviously, but I am not a, a recent mom. Uh, <laughs> but I, you know, but I do, I don't have to have that relatable thing to find yeah. it funny. It is very funny. And they're in just situations that might be mom situations, but they're also relatable to people our age, you know? I mean, so many people yeah. are going through this of like going back to work after yeah. becoming a mom and Ugh. going after maternity leave. And it's a funny situation. It's like, do I want to be back here? Where do you pump? Yeah. There's so many like relatable, real situations so that are just actually very funny and ripe for comedy. And the show is the number three show on Netflix right now. So clearly a lot of people are enjoying it. Yeah, my sec- my other one was a little bit of a deeper tone, but it's Spring Awakening, those you've known on HBO Max, the documentary. So Spring Awakening is... I feel like I need to take a beat <laughs> to, to explain have, this. I love Spring Awakening. Please, have, did you take see a the? Beat. Did you see it? Yes. So the Broadway show, fifteen years okay. ago, it, yeah. I saw it on Broadway. It was incredible. Did you see the original cast? Yeah. I mean, Jonathan Groff and Leah Michelle. I didn't. It's all right. It's I still, saw, still a I, good no, show. <laughs> I know, but like, I wish I saw it with the original. I mean, cast. the I magic when, of yeah, yeah. It is so the documentary on HBO. It was their fifteenth year anniversary, and the cast is co- the original cast is coming together for the first time to kind of put on like a benefit concert, I believe, or just maybe a concert um, for like a select group of people, and then they kind of like go through like archival footage of their whole process. And so, Spring Awakening is it's a very intense subject matter. Mm-hmm. But I the thing that I find so interesting about it is because this play was originally written in 1891 in Germany. And then the play was in 2006. And the then music, now the musical version. The, the music, yeah, yeah. The musical was, was in 2006, yeah. 2006 on Broadway. And now like in 2022, like we're still talking about it. And the thing that's nuts is that like these things that are happening in the show are like still an issue now, which oh, to me is baffling. So absolutely I yeah, mean, the, so the whole it, point of the show was kind of that, like, these parents were just suppressing all of these, you know, and the, the teachers are suppressing yeah. the, like, instincts of these kids so that they get into way worse trouble by, like, not wanting them to talk about sex or abortion or mental health. And as a result, those are all at the forefront and they all super struggle with all of these things. And that is obviously what's happening in the world right now, you know, with, like, people banning certain textbooks because they have certain subject matter. What are you doing? You know, this is, I mean, I know this isn't a politics show, but like it just shows that, you know, art from 15 years ago might've felt like, I don't know, like cutting edge at the time, but it's still really relevant today. 
Yeah, it's just it's so sad when I think about it. And like, yeah, I don't I don't want to get too political, but it's just like it's just sad. Like, I feel like that's all I can say about it. But I mean, aside from the story being really intense and I mean, I think that everyone should have to like watch this somehow. I know it's not on anymore, but I mean, I guess you can watch the documentary on HBO, but it's just so good. And the cast is amazing. The original cast, it has Jonathan Groff. He was in, um, he was in Hamilton too. And he was in Mindhunter and Looking on HBO, which I love. Leah Michelle from Glee, who I'm surprised is kind of making a comeback because she doesn't really have a good track record according to her Glee co-stars. Um, she also, she's just so unlikable when, and I, I'm sorry, Lee Michelle, yeah. she's just so unlikable in interviews and it's it's entirely her fault. You know, like <laughs> I, in in the trailer alone for this documentary, I haven't watched the documentary yet, yet I've, I've only has seen the show, but obviously I'm going to dive in now. It's good. She, it's good. she just, everything she says just comes across so schmarmy and so like, like, well, we were rock stars all of a sudden. And you're like, oh, <laughs> shut up. Like, just like, come on. Like, you're oh. you're famous. And I don't know that you should be. You're very talented. That said, she was incredible in Spring Awakening. And I liked I mean, Glee, yeah. But Her, I, I did like Glee, too. But and so the other two cast members who, well, you know, who are kind of popular now, I didn't know were in it. But John, Ga- John Gallagher, Goon, Goon, oh, my God. You got John it. John Gallagher. <laughs> just a tongue twister. It is. Um, John, John Gallagher, Gallagher Jr. Jr. He, was, he was in the newsroom. Yes, the newsroom, um, which I loved with, with yeah. uh, Jeff Daniels. Yeah, He played Jim. And then Skylar Astin, which I had no idea that he was in the original cast from Pitch Perfect. Oh, uh, yes, um, yes. But yeah, I mean, the music is great. It's just, it is a very interesting story. And it's it's very cool to see them, how the, the, the whole play came together, or musical came mm-hmm. together. And they were all so young, like teenagers. And yeah. it's good. You should watch the documentary. I liked yeah. it. I mean, okay. it's only an hour and a half, so. Yeah, and I love the show. So why wouldn't I want to see it behind the scenes? Maybe I'll just mute Leah Michelle when she does her talking head <laughs> moments. Yeah. Sorry. I also had a couple of more hits that I just wanted to like run through. I had mentioned them already, but now that I've had time to really digest several episodes of them, uh, you have to watch The Wilds on Prime Video Season 2 with Rachel Griffiths from Six Feet Under. It's kind of like Yellow Jackets where a bunch of young girls are stranded on an island, but there's a big twist to it that I won't give away, um, but you get to it very early in Season 1. So watch that. Made for Love on HBO Max. It's really good. A really good dark comedy about the fake company Google called Gogol. It's very funny. <laughs> uh, and then I Love That For You, which we talked about last week uh, on Showtime with Vanessa Bear and Molly Shannon. New episodes every Sunday. I, I, I'm i loving that show. So Me I too. hope people will, will give it a chance. Same. Well, they can't all be winners. What didn't <laughs> we like? Misses of the Week. Mine was The Staircase on HBO. Ooh. I also yeah. hated it. Oh, okay. okay. I didn't oh, I didn't hate it, but I didn't it's a miss. It's in <laughs> yeah, it's on same. the miss list. Tell me tell me about The Staircase. So, it is the if you haven't heard about The Staircase, I feel like this story is so wacky that It's also part of the reason it's on it's, the miss list is like are we st- yeah. we're talking about The Staircase again? It feels like Avatar like uh, again? Like, okay. Sorry. <laughs> Staircase like, is like Avatar. <laughs> nobody, nobody has ever said the staircase is like like Avatar so, until now. So polar Jesus. opposite, but um, so the staircase was by the same name a documentary on, on Netflix a few way back when. That I watched and I thought it was boring. So I don't even know why I gave this a chance. But anyway, I thought maybe a scripted version would be better. So it's the story of Michael Peterson, who is accused of killing his wife Kathleen. She's found at the bottom of the stairs, hence the name. All bludgeoned, bloody a mess and it's just he follows that the whole trial 
all that jazz, <laughs> as in any other true crime thing. It's just not entertaining. I don't. I don't know. It's so boring. It's it's so boring. I, it's so boring. Like I, I honestly could not even get through the first episode, which I feel like is pretty rare. And like I usually try to stick it through, but I was very confused about all who the people were, mainly like the kids. Um, Sophie Turner plays one of them, and Patrick Schwarzenegger and. I'm like, who are these people? Like, none of them are introduced, really, you know? Like, yeah. they have a very interesting family dynamic, I guess. Like, two of the kids aren't even... They're really from a different kids. marriage. Yeah, so I, I So, I, w- I will say, I will disagree with you on one thing, is I I okay. did like the documentary, the docuseries that okay. this comes from. So, it was a French miniseries originally, and then in 2018, they brought it to Netflix and added a couple new episodes because there were there were further developments. So, that's why mm-hmm. it, like, was repopularized, you know, this old docuseries. But then now this feels like, and it's not a shot-for-shot remake of the documentary, but I didn't learn any new information. The only new thing is that we get to follow Kathleen, played by Toni Collette. And I love Toni Collette, and she's doing a really good job. And obviously the docuseries, she was already dead, so you couldn't get anything from Kathleen. So that's different. But you don't learn any new information. You're just seeing her kind of like act. And I, I just don't really understand... Like, I know Candy was an old story, but I didn't know it, and it's not quite as well known. Maybe after, by the time the Elizabeth Olsen version comes out, we'll be saying the same thing. But this just felt, it felt very stale to me and very boring, yeah. and I just don't want to stick with it. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. It, and it's like, th- there are so many true crime things, and like, there was the documentary about it. And it's like, you have to do something new and different to make it feel fresh. I, I know it's an old story, so... And, and you're you right, have, but but, maybe, but why? But why does it need to be told again? I, to yeah. Take it back to Avatar. Why does this have to happen? I don't know. It just feels like an <laughs> unnecessary story to retell or revisit. Anyway, this is like an av- Avatar. Call me. Call me when. Call me when we find out if he really did it. You know. I mean, yeah. obviously. Well, he it's did, like, but... and then there's like the whole owl theory, and oh god, oh, yeah, I, I, it's so weird and. I don't want to call it stupid because obviously it's very sad that somebody lost their life, but it's just like enough, enough with the staircase. Um, And apparently, like I read an article that he lives in like a basement apartment now that doesn't have stairs. I'm like, oh, my God, I can't. I can't. I'm so done with this. Well, you don't want it to happen a third time. Spoiler alert. Uh, Right? Yeah. Uh, I know. Well, watch the docuseries. It's better, I think. Uh, so that was one of my misses, but I also did really. So I I watched the Pentaveret on Netflix, which I know you and I have chatted about, and yeah. it's the the Michael Myers series. Uh, obviously, Mike Myers from Mike Myers uh, from you know Austin Powers. So I married an axe murderer, um, and th- it was created and written by him, and it's his first major role since Bohemian Rhapsody back in 2018, and he plays again per usual a bunch of different characters. And it's got, like, Rob Lowe, Keegan-Michael Key, De- Debbie Mazar, who's very funny in it, uh, Jeremy Irons doing a voiceover. And it's about a secret society called the Pentaveret that's, like, working to do good. And it's they've been around since the Black Plague. Oh, God. Rachel. Okay. <laughs> it's missing the joy of a Mike Myers movie. Like, why did I watch a Mike Myers movie? It was just so full of joy, and it seemed like they were having a great time. So I married an axe murderer. Austin Powers was my jam. And it, I have so much, so many great nostalgic feelings for those movies and for watching Mike Myers, you know, perform as a million different characters. Like, I, I, and it, they weren't PC, you know what I mean? And those movies probably wouldn't hold up anymore, which maybe that's part of the problem. But the humor is just not the same level. It's yeah. not that funny. And it's such a bizarre return for him. We we just why is this the thing that you are 
you know, you're gambling your career on. I don't know why Netflix greenlit this, first of all, but I don't know whoever knows this, but Mike Myers has kind of a, you know, a storied history uh, of being very difficult and a perfectionist. And he's been sued a bunch of times. You know, you can you can Google all of this to see uh, what's going on with his past. But they gave him another shot. And this was the shot. It just feels like why? Why? I, I it makes me feel it makes me feel sad because I do. I love that that old school Mike Myers stuff. I really do. Yeah. What a I mean, I didn't watch it and I'm not going to, but No, skip it. Uh, I gave it two episodes. I gave it full two episodes. Oh wow. I know you say you stick with things to the end, but I, I do not. I should not have given a second episode, but I was like, you know, maybe I'm not being fair. Let me give this a full second yeah. episode. And it was not. It just big old flop. Sorry, Mike Myers. Oh, man. This might be it. That's a bummer. Yeah. That's a bummer. This might be the nail in the coffin. Oh, no. So for our special segment this week, we have what we like to call guilty pleasures. Silence in the court. Guilty pleasures. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna dive right in with mine. Uh, it's short, it's sweet, it's simple. It's The Circle on Netflix. I've been watching this since season one. I know it's trash TV, but it is good trash TV. The whole concept is they're all like in apartments and they can't see each other, and they're trying to not get voted off this show. But some are playing themselves, and some are playing catfishes, and they're communicating <laughs> through social media. It's great. They try to win prize money. It's hosted by Michelle Buteau who I'm obsessed with. She's the funniest comedian. She was in Marry Me with J-Lo, um, which was a flop. But she was also in, uh, I said this last week, First Wives Club on BET Plus, the series. She's very, very good in it. I won't make that your homework because then you probably have to figure out how to watch BET Plus. But, uh, <laughs> but First Wives Club, people. But it's a really great show and it's really fun. And season four is the best season yet. And that's it just dropped and it's now it's the number two show on Netflix. So in season three, somebody is pretending to be Lance Bass, like as a catfish. So people don't oh. know if Lance Bass is actually there or not. So they think Lance Bass might be one of the fellow contestants. But then in this season, the ultimate twist you find out in episode one is that two actual celebrities are on the show. And I don't want to give it away. Um, if you go to the Netflix homepage, you'll see um, who they are. I think at this point they've they've. They're giving away the spoilers, but I'm not going to. But let's just say they're from a very famous 90s girl group, and they are very spicy. <laughs> but no spoilers here. Not what on this clue. show. Not on this show. No spoilers. Keep calm. We got a spoiler alert, everybody. Keep calm. Spoiler oh my gosh. <laughs> I said no spoiler alert, but that's, yeah, it, it kind of was a spoiler. All right. Uh, well. No, because well, maybe your clue wasn't good enough. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe it. people won't solve that mystery. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Michelle Bateau wink, is incredible, wink. and it's good just trash TV to have on in the background. It's really fun. Yeah, I, I watched the first season, but then I I don't know why I didn't watch the second because I actually did like it. But maybe it's not I'll too have to late. Watch this newest well, one, you can exactly skip right to season yeah. four. This is this is a great season. I would really I recommend. I do. Okay. Good. Okay, good trash TV. What is your guilty pleasure? <laughs> Mine is blown away on Netflix. It is like this real not reality it's the it's this competition about these artisans from all over North America and they come to compete in a glass blowing competition for $60,000 and a residency at the Corning Museum of Glass it's just so interesting i yeah. i have weirdly always been fascinated by glass blowing it the whole process is really like labor intensive which like obviously but then when you watch it i'm like, dang, like, I don't understand how these people lift these 
huge things and like the upper body strength you're standing literally in front of a fire it's just very interesting to watch it's also very satisfying oh like, yeah when so beautiful sculpting everything the, yeah. the liquid glass yeah agreed. oh my gosh mm-hmm. i just it's so cool and i really need to take a glass blowing class although i probably wouldn't be good at it because I don't have upper body strength. Also, and this seems like a really hard can... skill. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> I mean, they're like take sweating. A class. You probably to train in this, Rachel. Oh, my. <laughs> well, you don't yeah, think I, I could just go I'm and like, like take one? <laughs> it's not like a pottery class where like, I don't know, the, the pot didn't come out looking good. Like you have to make glass, like burn glass. I don't know. Heat up yeah, glass, I don't, whatever you do. Yeah, I, for, yeah. All right. Scratch that. I probably can't do it, but, but it is, it's really good. It's, really fun it's just show. Basic, yeah. They just, and the thing I love though, too, is when they're actually making everything, it, it looks very different than the final results, the colors and yeah. just even the shape of everything. It's, it's really cool to see the process of them making it and then what it actually ended up looking like. Yeah. And most of the time I'm kind of like, mm, that's a little different, but sometimes they have really beautiful, not sometimes they usually do have very beautiful sculptures and I have a whole new appreciation for glass like anytime I drink out of a cup or hold anything or buy anything I'm like okay now I get the price (laughs) but yeah it's really unlike unlike the show is it cake which I was not a fan of (laughs) this feels like an actual show I want to watch the process of the making is it cake I was like okay cool so I'm just watching them like intricately making a tiny cake like this is like glass everywhere like I mean this is like this is yeah. like it's a beautiful visual for the show it is yeah. it's I think very it's pretty and the other thing that it well it's a sad part is that they work so hard and at like the drop of oh, it anything oh, it could just fall and shatter glass. and then it's yeah it's very intense when it shatters and then there, you see everyone's reaction and I'm like oh my god like I yeah. feel so bad for that. I can't even I imagine. Know. I love high stakes <sighs> about something that should not be high stakes, which is a reality TV show. Yeah, this is very good. high stakes. So oh, yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> All right, Rachel, what did you learn this week? What we learned. I learned that I think I need to quit this podcast and my job and become an intern and just watch Dateline and true crime shows. <laughs> can't you do both? Can, I don't know if interns get paid that much to watch Dateline shows, so maybe you can do both. You can have your day job and just at night watch Dateline. Yeah, I don't know. It's my side hustle. You, can you just talk, should we have a Dateline segment where each week you just report back on Dateline? That's all you talk <laughs> yeah, about? Yeah, sure. That's fine. I'm down. Uh, I learned that Mike Myers' glory days are over, but also yeah. I, I think I need to rewatch So I Married an Axe Murderer. So that's good. <laughs> and before we go, I just want to give myself one little homework assignment, which is I am going to watch that Spring Awakening documentary on HBO because I did love it. And I am going to mute Leah Michelle. So take that, Leah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dang. <laughs> well, this has been fun, Rachel. I'm very excited to watch some more stuff and talk with you more next week. Same. Happy streaming, everyone. That's it for Stream On. Follow us on Instagram at shows and at PureWow. Please subscribe, rate, and review. Stream On is a Pure Wow and Gallery Media Group production.